D10 time. So that's what we use to refer to dextrose 10% in water. There's also D25 and D50. And the percentage is used to refer to the concentration of the solution. So something like D50 is usually the same amount of dextrose, just in a smaller amount of water, so it's more concentrated. Drug class for D10, it's a hypertonic dextrose-containing solution. Also could be known as a carbohydrate or an anti-hypoglycemic agent. This solution is a crystalloid. The action, fortunately, is pretty simple. It provides an immediate source of glucose, which is then rapidly utilized to increase serum glucose levels and create energy. So it provides nutrients in the form of dextrose, as well as free water. The indications for using D10 are hypoglycemia, in LA County when the blood glucose level is less than 60 milligrams per deciliter. Now we're talking about patients that have an altered level of consciousness or even have seizures of unknown origin. Remember to look for those skin signs that are pale, cool, clammy, if the patient has a headache or they're very hungry. And of course, if you're unsure of the signs and symptoms for hypoglycemia or they don't quite fit the bill, be sure to use their medical history if you have bystanders. And if not, use their medications. Look for metformin, insulin in the fridge, glucophage, genuvia, glucotrol, glipizide, etc. Contraindications, generally they're not too relevant, but you do want to be careful in patients with intracranial hemorrhage because remember that this is a hypertonic solution so it can kill the tissue and if they have a brain bleed, the last thing we want to do is kill that brain tissue. <laughs> and of course this issue of causing tissue necrosis was more of a concern with D50, it's much more prevalent there, but there's still that risk with D10 of course. Adverse effects, nausea, vomiting, uh, pain or burning at the injection site, and phlebitis or thrombosis in the vein of administration. Keep in mind again that with solutions like D50 or D25, they're stronger. You have that risk of causing tissue necrosis. We aspirate to make sure that we are still in the vein. The pharmacokinetics are going to vary greatly here. So the onset can be less than a minute, but the duration is going to vary and it's going to be dependent on the degree and the cause of the hypoglycemia. I've had patients who I've, admi I've administered the medication to, and usually their blood sugar can go all the way up to like 200 or 300. On the other side of that spectrum, I've had patients who have been really low, and I give them the medication, and it only brings them up to like 60 or 70. And then by the time we get to the hospital, they start crashing again. And so then I need to administer a second dose, which, I mean, you know, depending where you are, you may have to make base contact for. Um, so with that being said, the half-life also is difficult to say. It usually doesn't remain more than 15 minutes in the plasma. Important precautions. Make sure to aspirate the IV prior to and after administration every 10 to 15 milliliters to ensure that the IV remains open. This can cause tissue necrosis if injected into the interstitial space. Perform a blood glucose test prior to administration and don't administer it if the glucose level is within normal limits because it can increase cerebral ischemia or infarction caused by a CVA. Establish the largest bore IV possible in a large vein and run it wide open while administering it. And we want to do this because the drug can cause pain, warmth, or burning at the IV site. And then the patient can develop phlebitis or thrombosis of the vein.
And we generally want to do a blood glucose test after we administer a certain amount just so that we can reassess and see if we need to give any more. The effect may not be long-lasting, so in alert patients, it's important to follow it up with uh, oral carbohydrates or proteins for a sustained effect. This could be in the form of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or drinking something like orange juice as well. And if the patient was prone or supine, make sure you put them in the recovery position. That way we're protecting the airway. Another really important thing to check for is an insulin pump. If the patient has one that's malfunctioning, the patient can be suffering from an insulin overdose. So it's important that you either unplug it or turn it off so that the dextrose can work properly. Just a note that it's supplied as uh, dextrose 10%. It's 25 grams in a 250 milliliter IV bag. Similarly, if you chose D50, that's 25 grams also, but it's in a 50 milliliter pre-filled syringe. So you can see that difference in the amount of the solution. LA County, adult dose. If the patient still remains symptomatic, you can repeat it one more time so you can give the whole bag of 250 mLs. D10, 125 milliliters IV, and reassess. LA County, pediatric dose. If they're less than or equal to 24 kilograms, we're going to give the D10 at 5 milliliters per kilogram in 1 milliliter per kilogram increments dose. We can reassess for clinical improvement after every milliliter per kilogram. And just make sure you're administering this via slow IV push. You can repeat as needed with a maximum total dose of 5 milliliters per kilogram. So make sure you recheck the glucose as needed after 3 milliliters per kilogram have been infused. If the patient is over 24 kilos, we can give the D10 at 120 mLs IV piggyback and reassess. And then we continue the infusion as needed with a maximum dose of 5 milliliters per kilogram. San Bernardino adult dose. For hypoglycemia, we can give to an adult with blood glucose less than 80 milligrams per deciliter. D10, 250 mLs, IVIO, bolus. And of course, you can titrate this medication. So you can choose to uh, give it at a slow rate or give the 125 mLs first, see how they do, and then give the rest. San Bernardino County, pediatric dosage. For hypoglycemia, neonates, 0 to 4 week patients with a blood glucose less than 35 milligrams per deciliter or peds more than 4 weeks with glucose less than 60 milligrams per deciliter, we'll give the D10 250 mLs at 0.5 milligrams per kilogram IV or IO. And if you made it this far and you're wondering why the PB&J, it's because the natural peanut butter and peanut are low glycemic index foods. So that means that when a person eats it, their blood sugar levels should not rise suddenly or too high. So it's a great way of administering that glucose over a slow period of time.